friends, you're listening to the Shattered Ceilings Podcast with your hosts Stephanie and Adriana. We're here to discuss the importance of mental health from the perspective of two first-generation immigrants. Join in weekly as we dive into important topics such as relationships, parenting, and cultural barriers. Here, we get real and candid as we explore what disrupting the status quo looks like for each of us. Welcome back to Shatter Ceilings Podcast. We are so excited to be back with you guys this week, and we have a very special episode for you. Get ready for some remarkable and thought-provoking conversations to take place, and you guys will understand what I mean as soon as I introduce today's guest. Our guest joining us today is none other than the notorious Sebastian Georgiou. Whether you love him or hate him, either way, you have for sure heard of him at this point. Sebastian, thank you so much for taking time out of your schedule to come and have a chat with us today. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you for having me. So I first read of Sebastian when my husband came to me a couple months ago and was like, hey, there is a really successful kid all over social media and he's from Phoenix and he's Romanian. Yeah. And I was like, he told me your name. I'm like, I don't think I know him. But my husband was very proud of you for everything that you've accomplished and especially being Romanian because our community is very supportive. So we've been obviously following your success in the media and in the finance world. And what you've accomplished in your life up to this point is definitely notable. Thank you. But in today's episode, let's stray away a little from what people might know you as. Okay. If you're okay with that. (laughs) We want to peel back some of those layers and maybe stereotypes about you that we've seen in the media yeah and get to know kind of a different side of you sure you cool with that absolutely (laughs) adriana do you want to talk about how you know sebastian i'll be pretty quick um i feel like it's been a few years i think i did meet you just because you were friends with my brothers yeah my brothers would always bring random people oh really i didn't know that all the time and i think they're like your age are like 23 24 um, I think what was different is they obviously brought you and you probably had a really cool car and I was like, who's this? <laughs> yeah, I was like who's this young kid driving a really cool car? <laughs> um, and then obviously like with social media and then I'm friends with Andrea, your cousin. Mm-hmm. And she's like, he's my cousin. I'm like, okay, small world. Yeah, I know. So small world. I think that's like, again, being Romanian, just knowing how you find out each other. But I think mm-hmm. I did meet you through my brothers. Um, what did stand out when I did meet you? Not that your Instagram and everything was like super not humble, <laughs> but in person you were like this really humble, chill guy. And then I think I followed you on social media and I was like, wow, he has money and he definitely shows that <laughs> off. But again, it's not a bad thing, but I, I guess I just wouldn't have expected marketing. it. Yeah. yeah, I wouldn't have exactly. expected it if I knew your Instagram before meeting you. So That's I thought good. that was pretty and cool. And I got the opposite impression when I looked at your YouTube videos. Really? Yeah. I felt like he's very, for your age, I was like, he's down to earth. Mm-hmm. And I like that you talk a lot about your like Christianity background, mm-hmm. which I think is cool. Yeah. So. I mean, I feel like I'm down to earth on social media. Maybe maybe when you Before, met me, I wasn't yeah. like so It was a while Christian. ago, yeah. yeah. Um, so I was kind of like out, I don't uh, think I watched your YouTube. It was just like the Instagram photos. Instagram was, was a little like, harder because you just, you got to like flex as hard as you can. That's yeah, the Instagram game. Pretty much you know? true. So on 60 seconds, uh, go ahead and introduce yourself to our audience. Yeah, so my name is Sebastian Georgiou. I'm 24, Romanian, obviously. Um, I started my mark like i started my business with dropshipping and then i got into all sorts of crazy things um i've been doing it for like seven years self-employed dropped out of college and now you've been doing it for seven years yeah like i've like been working for Mm -hmm. like seven years so that's um, great now life's great we're doing really well and yeah it's pretty much you were young 17. (laughs) yeah right out of like in high school i was already working like with my mind in the right place and then i dropped out of college like two weeks into it so really yep 
we'll talk about that later. Okay. <laughs> I want to know your, what your parents thought about that. <laughs> yeah, they didn't have much of a choice. But we'll get into we can that later. I know you talk a lot about your background and where you come from, but for those listening who don't know, give us kind of like a brief rundown of your history. Of my history, like with my culture? Or? Just like your childhood. And- so my parents, yeah, my parents were born in Romania. They moved here when they were younger than me. <clears throat> and we just grew up very poor, unfortunately. Divorced parents, pretty mm-hmm. common these days. But mm-hmm. mom was not, you know, she wasn't educated. Um, mm-hmm. So she worked as as a cleaning lady. She worked at Taco Bell, for, or not mm-hmm. Taco Bell, I'm sorry. She worked at Wendy's for a short period of time. And um, she took care of old people. She was a caregiver. So she never My really mom made worked a lot of with money. your mom. Really? Small world. Yeah. Where? For your aunt. And, oh, yeah. mm-hmm. and I remember your uh, my mom telling me how hard of a worker your mom was. Yeah, she's, a, she's an incredible worker. She's a super hard worker, but she's not. She was never like formally educated, so mm-hmm. she wasn't able to like develop high income skills. But like in terms of like physical labor, she's incredible. Do you feel like you got your work ethic from her? Um, not no, not really. I don't. I mean, I've seen her work hard, and I guess maybe that helps a little bit. But mm-hmm. I she think never taught me it. So yeah, I think that's um, kind of like the narrative for maybe like a majority of our parents. I was actually talking about this this morning with my husband. How our parents like knew a lot physical work, and then mm-hmm. now our generation is finding different ways to make money. Yeah, and it's probably going to be the same with our kids. Like they're probably going to be doing I don't even know AI or whatever mm-hmm. stuff that we don't understand. So it's just interesting to kind of see how as the generations you know go on that things change. So yeah, we evolve and get better for mm-hmm. sure. Yeah, that's true. So kind of piggybacking off your childhood because you talked about how your parents were divorced. Do you feel sometimes like you might have missed out on a normal childhood? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Mm -hmm. I mean, I don't know what I can only imagine what a normal childhood is like. Mm -hmm. So it's like, how can you really feel like you're missing out on something that you don't even know what it's supposed to feel like? Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. But I I definitely know that it wasn't normal. Mm -hmm. Um, And I I think about it not too often, but Mm -hmm. it's there. Yeah. So uh, we talk about this a lot on the show about like divorce and blended families. My dad... uh, was divorced i'm from his second marriage so i have four sisters that are half sisters mm-hmm. and what i wanted to talk about was how you mentioned that parents were divorced and if you haven't grown up like that i think it's very hard for people to understand and especially in the romanian community so it kind of automatically makes you an outlier mm-hmm. um because you didn't grow up maybe how 80 percent of your friends you know might have grown up in the family environment do you, did you feel like that sometimes, like you were different? Yeah, absolutely. From day one, as long as I can remember, I always knew like I was a little weirder or like I had a different situation. Mm-hmm. Looking back now, you feel like it definitely shaped you. Yeah, I'd, I'd give some, some credit to it, mm-hmm. to the fact that my parents were divorced. And I want to ask, do you think that you feeling like you kind of missed out on a normal childhood, do you think it will cause you to parent your kids differently? Uh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, mm-hmm. again, it's like, it's hard to to say how I would do it differently if I had a father. It's like kind of putting myself in a situation I've never experienced, right. but I, I I can look at what I lacked and what I wish that I had when I was mm-hmm. a kid and what I wish that I had when I was 18 as a man mm-hmm. and like not knowing what I should do or who I should be like. And like, I'll remember those moments when I have a son that's, you know, 12, 15, 18, even mm-hmm. 20. So yeah, definitely. Something that's cool and I notice about you is you're not a person that I feel like there's two types of people, people who victimize themselves and Mm -hmm. who use their story to kind of make themselves a victim Mm -hmm. or people who use their story to empower them and kind of rise out of that. And 
I think that's really cool that you took things that might have been negative and kind of turned it into something that's going to be a positive for you and kind of go the other way. One thing that I want to say that I think is really cool, you talk about how um, you sat down with your mom at one point and you kind of talked about how you didn't feel like very much love from her in your childhood. Yeah. I thought that that was really cool because especially at your age, there's a lot of you know people your age who don't are not that emotionally mature to be able to do that. And like I said, victimize themselves and kind of blame their parents. And that's not going to get you anywhere. Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, I, I realized that because I was I was so angry at my mom for, for a reason that I couldn't figure out. And mm-hmm. I was like, she would do something and like a behavior. And then I would get like, it would warrant like this amount of anger. And then somebody else could do the yeah. same thing. And I would be like, okay, I don't care. And then I thought about it. I'm like, why does it, why does it make me so angry when my mom does it? It's yeah. like, where's it coming from? Why do I have so much anger? And then I just thought about it for like a couple of hours and then I found the answer and then I told her. That is such a great example. Like even for our audience, maybe that might have had issues with their parents. I say this all the time. It's not too late, like unless they've passed away. Like mm-hmm. until then, you still have time to try to make things right and communicate those things to them. But it just takes communication. So let's kind of shift gears. And I want to talk about a com- one of the comments <laughs> that you made that went viral. Okay. Um, that you want your future wife to not have a job and to stay home. Okay. Do you feel like that should apply to every family? No. No, I don't okay. think so. Um, I think people can... Look, <laughs> there's not like a perfect way to live life. Mm-hmm. People, Humans are so different in so many ways that I can't even pretend to even comprehend. And I'm not going to sit here and, and act like I know everyone in the world and what is best for them in their mm-hmm. life because everyone is different. That's what sucks because that's how media portrays you. Yeah, I well, <laughs> so yeah, and, and I know because the thing is you say you say something controversial and the only thing that gets views is something that rises arises an emotion in somebody. Mm-hmm. So if you therefore you're incentivized to make it as controversial as possible so mm-hmm. you're supposed to get people to look at me and be like okay this dude's an idiot like yeah. this dude's stupid because mm-hmm. that is a feeling mm-hmm. and that's what's going to make you send it to your friend or yeah. share it with your mom or leave a comment so it is unfortunate but that's pretty much like the only way that you're going to go viral like a lot of people don't really go viral for being extremely influential or positive or like mm-hmm. it, you don't really see it happening it's usually yeah. more controversial stuff and what i notice is they don't ask follow-up questions they're just like oh he said this plastered as a headline but you don't if you go deeper than that that's not you know yeah it's not at all who i am and the thing is, is i don't i don't really care it's not ideal mm-hmm. it's not ideal to to have like a lot of people not liking me mm-hmm. but at the same time they don't they don't even know who they don't like because mm-hmm. they're not liking a person that doesn't exist. Yeah. Like in, in their head, there's like an illusion of me that is that believes what they think I believe. And that just doesn't exist. Yeah. So how can yeah. I how can I be like hurt? Because mm-hmm. it's like it's not even you. I'm yeah. like, I don't even know who you guys are hating. Mm-hmm. Like you yeah. guys meet me in person. You see what's up. That's what's crazy is like the power of social media. And even if you try to portray something, if somebody else puts you in that light. But I wanted to kind of get into this because we talked about it earlier. Um, I think that your beliefs and like the things that you say are truly, they're not going to be accepted by our society because we do live in a very toxic society. And especially here in the States, people should notice that the reason we're having so many issues, if you can trace it all back, it goes down to the breakdown of family. Mm -hmm. So I think that's why a lot of what you say is not accepted. And it probably will never be accepted. But also as a Christian, we're called to stand out. Yeah, so. yeah, absolutely. And um, also, I feel like it's 
it's a little bit of my job to show like young men that this is the right way to do it because I know it's the right way to do it. It's mm -hmm. the way God intended. Yeah. And it's I've seen the happiness in families and I've seen the sadness in people that like abolish the idea of family. Mm -hmm. And and I've seen that myself. So it's like I know that this is I know that this is a better route for people mm -hmm. to take. And sometimes people might be a little bit lost and they might not know what to do. And yeah. like somebody that they look up to saying that this is the route you should go on might be um, like like the the decision in their life where they actually make a really good choice yeah. and they could like credit that choice to like yeah. me saying some crap on TikTok. So. Well, you're definitely going against the grain. Yeah. And also, um, I think a lot of maybe even like Romanian boys or guys who watch you, a lot of them probably don't have fathers that are active in their lives. So mm -hmm. they're seeking that. So honestly, I applaud your courage for saying that stuff. Um, and I mentioned to you earlier too, the things that you say and believe in are things that my husband told me seven years ago when we got married. Yeah. Okay, I remember a specific experience and I'll share it. It was like two weeks after we got married. I was 21, I was very young. He was 24, but when he got married, he knew I want a family, this is what I want. Like yeah. he knew how to replicate what a healthy family looks like. He comes from a great loving home. So I remember like two weeks after we got married, I was like, okay, it was like 10 p.m. And he's like, what are you doing? I'm like, I'm getting ready to go to Lux with my friends. And he's like, no, you're not. <laughs> He's like, I don't want you going to a bar at this hour. And I was like, oh my God, this is nuts. Like what? I, I, you're controlling. Like what did I sign yeah. up for? <laughs> so these things that you say are things that we implemented in our marriage. And seven years later, the fruits of that, we have a very healthy and a strong marriage. Yeah, I'm, I'm honestly surprised he waited until two weeks into your marriage to tell you that. <laughs> that was the first time <laughs> I went I'll, I'll, I'll say that on the first date. Yeah. <laughs> like, I'll be like, this is, by the way, these are the boundaries. If you cross them, I'm, I'm So <laughs> we got married after three months of knowing each other. So oh, it was quick. very okay. fresh. fresh. Yeah, there it was go. fresh. Things that you say, even my husband watches, he's like, yeah, like that's what I agree with. That's what I think it takes to have a healthy marriage. But like I said, you're going against the grain of society. So it's not going to be accepted. Yeah. And I mean, who cares? Yeah, Whatever. Exactly. I know. I know I'm doing the right thing and it's like you say you say you said um courage like it's good that you have the courage or the bravery to go and say that on the internet it's like it doesn't exist mm -hmm. you know what i mean like the internet i shut off my phone and it's gone like right it doesn't matter like these people can't hurt me they leave a comment it, it doesn't it doesn't matter like i still right. have a great relationship with my mom now i still have brothers i still have love you know who I you are yeah Orlando, you know what's real McLaren, money in the bank and a promising future it's like i don't yeah. i don't care right it's fine you Keyboard guys can hate pirates. me <laughs> and, I, and i know i know there's a bunch of people that that hear it romanians and look up to it and non-romanians too and and dudes that are like yeah like because of you like you inspire me to keep going so yeah. it's like okay i do it for you guys right i kind of did like some research because i wanted to talk about that how you said about um you want your wife to stay home yeah and now that we dive deeper into it, obviously there's more to that mm -hmm. but so i kind of did some research and what's crazy is in 1970 38 percent of moms were in the workforce here in the states and now it's actually 72 percent mm -hmm. we need to figure out why that number has doubled in such a short amount of time and I think it has a lot to do with the toxic feminist agenda that began mm -hmm. to rise in this country in the 70s. Mm -hmm. yeah. So people don't want to talk about that for some reason. It's like such a taboo subject. Like, oh my gosh, if you're talking about, just like I think there's toxic masculinity, there's 100% toxic mm -hmm. femininity in this country. And um, like I said, just like people love to attack you and others in the media, um, we need to talk about the dangers of toxic femininity too. Because I'm not against supporting women's rights, but I am against 
like this toxic feminist agenda, which directly attacks the nuclear family and traditional values. That's kind of what I think about that. And if you look at our society, like I said, the breakdown of a society begins, trace it back and it begins when the breakdown of a family occurs. So kind of going back to like working moms, the truth is you're replaceable at your job, but you're irreplaceable at home as a mother. That's mm-hmm. well said. And I think people don't kind of realize that. And I think when we can understand like us as moms, the importance of being with our kids during those primary years, Romanians have a saying, Shaptan de casa. Have you guys heard that Shut before? Down their yeah, it's basically saying hmm. the seven years at home. So if you see somebody who's uh, like a child who's rude or disrespectful, you're like, oh, they don't have the seven years at home. Shop down their casa. They weren't home with their mom to teach them these things. Mm. There's a reason that okay. that saying exists. Yeah. So. I just kind of see it in my life. Like for me, nothing beats the smile on my son's face when he walks in the door from school and sees me like they're waiting for him, whether I'm cooking or whatever. As crazy as his school day could be, like he knows that when he gets home, his mom is there waiting for him. Mm -hmm. And I think that that gives a child an incredible sense of safety and security. Mm -hmm. And that's really where it starts. Absolutely. So I getting into this whole thing, I think people don't look deeper into it. And I can say that for me was important because it's something that I didn't grow up with. So that's why, you know, I noticed, okay, this is what I was lacking. This is what, like you said, you want to do differently with your kids. So does that mean that every woman should be a stay-at-home mom forever? Honestly, I don't think so. No, definitely not. Yeah, this is my view on it. The Bible says that for everything, there's a time and a season. So five years ago, when my son was born, my husband and I decided the best thing for our family would be for me to stay home and raise the kids until they go to school. It was like a non-negotiable. Like that was like right off the bat, this is what we're going to do. Not only did that provide like a starting point for my kids in life but it also took a huge weight off my husband's shoulders so that he could focus on establishing his career and people see that so negatively for some reason as if I'm like oppressed that I stay home but if you think about we are there for our husbands to be their helpmate Mm -hmm. so it's like if you look at it like that that's my job and like what I can add to the marriage to help my husband succeed yeah I, I would I would argue that I think it's more oppressive to be forced to go to a job yeah. than to be home with your beautiful babies and also like kind of do what yeah. you want to do. Yeah. It's like you have literally have more freedom. So, but then kind of that changed for us because now both my kids are going to be in school full time. So my husband, we sat down last year and this is how it was for us. I felt like, okay, this is what I need to do for my kids. 100% I want to do it willingly. It's the most important thing. But now that they're going to be in school, I felt like I was losing my identity. Like, I remember a specific instance when one of his cousins came over and he's like, so what do you do in your free time? And I'm like, I don't have free time. I'm a mom. And he's like, no, that's like not normal. He's like, that's not okay. Like, you should still have hobbies or something. And I got so mad. I stayed up the whole night. I couldn't sleep. And I realized I don't know what to talk to people about anymore. Like other than being a mom and that's great, but you cannot lose yourself in that because it's going to be so toxic to you and to your kids. I see a lot of moms who become very codependent on their children Mm -hmm. and then it's hard for them to detach. If we realize that our kids, yes, we're parents for our whole lives, but it's our job until 18 to prepare them for society. And then when they're ready to spread their wings and fly, but then that's, I think a lot of moms, when they only have their identity in their kids, Mm -hmm. then they're like, oh my gosh, first of all, they are not like spending time with their spouse anymore, spending time on themselves. I was going to say, I think that would even be harmful for your relationship with your husband. Yeah. If you like are just way too much into your, your kids. So kind of that's where I was at. And I honestly, like until I had that talk with, 
my husband, I didn't even realize I was like frustrated, but I didn't know why. And then I kind of realized it's because I feel like I'm like in this box right now. And even though, like I said, I loved it, but I'm like, okay, now like it's a different season and it's a different time in our life and in our family. So he's like, okay, you've been home for the last seven years, like supporting me. I feel established in my career to where if you want to do something, like go ahead and do it. But I kind of wanted to like talk about that different perspective too, because just because you're a stay-at-home mom for a season, that doesn't mean that has to be for the rest of your life. There's, I think, a time for everything. Yeah, I agree. Um, I, I agree. I mean, you definitely need like uh, something like to source fulfillment from in your own life, like ways to express yourself and uh, ways to grow. So, mm -hmm. and, and you know, being a mom, I'm sure it's exhausting. I'm sure it's a full-time job. Mm -hmm. um, but even even then, you need to make time for yourself, which is probably most important mm -hmm. and then you also need to make time for your husband and stuff too so yeah. i mean it's i don't know i'll never know but yeah you'll, <laughs> you'll see for sure things change so much like when you're married and when you have kids but if you know what you want going into it and you are on the same page as your wife that's the most important yeah who cares what anybody else says and Not me <laughs> yeah and <laughs> that's good what sucks is like the romanian community it's true it's very like if you do this that everybody has to do the same you, all of our lives have to look the same very hurt all mentality our, yeah, yeah all of our timelines have to be the same that's okay i mean i'll argue with any of the romanians but yeah <laughs> i think the first couple years of your child's life first off you're not going to get that back mm -hmm. and if you don't realize the importance of giving that stability to your kids the first couple years you're gonna regret it later on i, I think i would agree with that yeah i, I would agree for yeah. sure i love hearing all this because i'm like gonna be a mom soon so i'm like yeah. okay it's different hearing it i know mm -hmm. it'll be different like walking it but i think it's so important to have like the same mindset mm -hmm. like before marrying james i was like what do you want in life and when mm -hmm. it matches up it's like okay we're unstoppable yeah you wouldn't marry someone that wants you to work if you tell them like i'm gonna be at home so yeah. I'm thankful I'm on the same mindset as my husband. That's good. That's important. Um, I did realize, because obviously I got married not late. I was 25, but mm -hmm. in the remaining community, that's like old for <laughs> a girl. Um, but I realized being at home, I guess we had a pretty like healthy childhood. My dad was working. Mm -hmm. He was maybe working too much because he was like a truck driver. So I know he was gone from like sunday night to saturday we would mm -hmm. see him at church and he was gone again obviously mm -hmm. as a kid you don't understand like why is my dad always gone interesting but i also didn't know it was normal to like maybe see him more often so i'm happy that my dad like sacrificed his time for the family and my mom was a stay-at-home mom and i feel like we had again a pretty normal childhood you don't know mm -hmm. what's normal until you yeah. grow up and talk to your friends and family mm -hmm. um but for me i remembered seeing my dad work so hard that like I got inspired by him that I was like, that's so cool that he made a life for us. Like mm -hmm. we grew up poor and now like he made a name for himself and he mm -hmm. can stay home now while he's working and he's just working smarter. So when I was like 18 out of high school, I didn't want to get married and have kids. I was mm -hmm. like, no, like I, I want to make a name for myself and I want to mm -hmm. like, I had more of the entrepreneur spirit which I think is always going to be a part of me. So I was like, I want to go to school. And all my sisters did it. And my dad was like, no, like, you need to find a husband and get married. And I was like 18. And I was like, no, like, I want to go to school. Mm -hmm. So I'm happy they supported me. And I did what I wanted to do. Like, I got into real estate. I did my skincare business. Like, mm -hmm. I felt so accomplished. And then as soon as you find the guy, like, that you love and want to get married, I was like... I'm not working anymore. <laughs> like, screw this. That's funny. I feel like there's a season for everything. I'm happy. Mm -hmm. What would I have been doing for the last four or five years? So I'm yeah. happy I did work and I'm like proud of myself. Mm -hmm. 
but now I'm like, okay, this is my time to like be married, like stay home with my family mm-hmm. and like be a mom. Yeah. So it's hard to tell young girls because I think our culture also tells you like be a boss, like mm-hmm. hustler mentality and everyone's supporting you. But then the remaining community says the opposite. So yeah. it's very confusing. <laughs> it is very confusing, I think, as a girl. Yeah. Um, I think I also, because I love listening to Jordan Peterson and he talked about how most young 20-year-olds, their career is their life. Like if you talk to every girl mm-hmm. in their 20s, like that's what they want to look forward to. As soon as I think you hit 25 plus, they're like, I want to be a stay-at-home mom and have kids. Another thing that I think is interesting to think about, it's kind of off topic, but like our kids are growing up. A lot of us work from home now. Like you said, your dad was always gone. Like my Mm -hmm. husband works from home 24-7. So like it's really interesting how they're growing up. It's so different than how we grew up, like with their mom and their dad. It's definitely a blessing. Mm -hmm. But then it also like playing into the hustle mentality is like, knowing when you need to take time away too because it's very damaging if you're just 24 7. yeah i think that's also like another that could be a dangerous position for men i'll speak for myself but i think most men would agree like sometimes you really really need to just be alone like mm-hmm. completely oh yeah alone. that's my husband and that's i think that's just normal and that's why like we go to the gym like people that the guys that go to the gym it's like going to the gym is like sometimes the best part of the day because yeah. they just have no one to talk to nothing to deal with mm-hmm. and we're always stressing we're always thinking about stuff and then when we come home we want to make sure our girlfriends or our wives are okay yeah. and then you have kids and stuff so it's like sometimes we just really want to be alone and yeah. um if you're working 24 7 from home mm-hmm. yeah that kind of puts you in like a tricky situation you got to figure out a way to do it and now i feel bad for him and I- <laughs> no no because now i'm seeing that because sometimes at the end of the day we're constantly going the whole day and then at the end of the day when the kids are in bed i'm like okay well this is our time together but he's like i need to shut my brain you don't understand he's Mm -hmm. like i just even if it's just reading or whatever he's like i need to shut my brain off yeah and then i'm like offended because i'm like you want to spend time with me but now i see that that's the thing i see too it's like that's nothing against you yeah it's nothing against you it's just it's (laughs) a lack of something else that is completely unrelated yeah maybe i don't know anything about your relationship so i'm not gonna you know but for my in my experience that's what it was like sometimes i just need to be alone we're gonna talk about work-life balance i truly believe entrepreneurs are born like that if you are born with that mindset this is my opinion you will always be looking for something else. Mm-hmm. Like, that's how he is. Yeah. I'm like, can you just like chill? Like, but his <laughs> mind never stops. So I have a comment on that. Okay. So again, not all guys are like this, but there are guys out there um, that have like that hunter's mentality. They always want more, more, more. And they want to, they want to collect resources and protect and provide. That's just like, that's just our limbic system. That's just our monkey brain. So you're, you're, yeah, I think men are born with the, the drive, the instinct to like want to, create an environment to like build a safety egg like a nest mm-hmm. um and that's what he talks about a lot he's a kind of person where he's always like i just want financial freedom and i kind of sometimes have to be like okay like it's family time <laughs> like so it's constantly like kind of a back and forth so it's because you're split into so many parts like you'll see when you have kids and you're married like now you have to give some of that time to like your kids too and your wife and he's a very involved dad and he's a he's a hundred percent a family man. So I think sometimes he has that internal struggle within himself too. Yeah. Because it's like yes, it's good to have that drive, but then it's like, do you have even time to enjoy it? We need to make that time. Like you need to make that margin to be able to like actually enjoy what you're doing. Yeah, I, think- I, I would predict in my life that I would, if for me to be happiest, I probably have to spend like eighty percent of my time in like 
in seeking of what I want, like my mission, my life, and then spend 20% like with my family. That's where I think I'd be happiest. Yeah. Interesting. I could not be like a stay at home dad and play with my kids all day long, every day. I would go, I would go, I would go crazy. And I don't think girls, I don't think girls are the same. I think we're different. Yeah. I, I need time alone. I need time to build, to work on myself. I need time to literally like quote unquote hunt. Um, and, and if I'm not, and I, and I, I say this because I've been, just through the relationships I've been in, in my life, I've been through a few serious relationships. It's like when I'm with my girlfriend all day long, I just want to get away from her. Yeah. So it's like, and when I'm working all day mm-hmm. and then at the end of the day, I just want to be with my girlfriend. Yeah, that makes sense. And it depends too. Like he's the kind of person where he loves working from home. He's like, for me, taking the kids to school, he's like, that's something that I want to do every day. He just loves being like that. Yeah, sometimes I feel bad for him because I'm like, you're constantly going like... I got to meet this guy. Yeah. I don't think it stops. <laughs> my dad's 50 and he's doing multiple businesses and yeah. my mom's yeah. like you said you're gonna retire soon he's like this good opportunity just came up so that's my husband yeah 100 yeah. percent. i appreciate it i think it takes a lot i think it's constantly that back and forth but what i wanted to say is you knowing that about yourself is so important like mm-hmm. if you know yourself before you get into a relationship it makes life so much easier yeah. because you know this is what I have to offer. Mm-hmm. This is what I want or don't want in a girl. So if kind of, do you want to ask the follow up yeah, question that we have question. from Um, what qualities do you look for in your future spouse? It's a great question. Um, so I don't want to say like the obvious stuff cause obviously loyalty, mm-hmm. but that means so much more than just the word loyal. That means so much more than not cheating. Yeah. Loyalty is a lot different. So if I had to, if I had to say like the most important thing that I look for is, um, the same amount of passion and also the, the mindset that it's me and you as a team against the world. Mm -hmm. And so as a team, if, if we're going to be successful, any time that we waste, like with friction between us is just stupid. It's just not, it's, it's pointless. And I understand that there's going to be arguments and of course, Mm -hmm. but we have to have those arguments, um, with the, the, mentality in the back of our mind that at the end of the day, we are still on the same team. We just talked about no it. matter what. Yep. So like, I'm not, I don't want to hurt you. I don't want to be mean to you. I don't want to like do mm-hmm. things that make you dislike me. We are, we, it's you and me against the world. That's it's, really, really important for me. It seems to me like you're a really honest person. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, you, I don't, I don't see why more people aren't. You yeah. should be mm-hmm. extremely honest. Um, Especially with your spouse or with the person you would be with forever. Yeah. I've, I've, I won't bring this up, but I, I, I displayed like brutal honesty with, uh, the current girlfriend that I'm in a relationship with right now when I first met her mm-hmm. and that brutal honesty. Um, I remember she asked me a question and I was sitting in the car and I was thinking about it and I was like, okay, I love this girl more than anything. I want to marry her. Mm-hmm. Um, and she asked me this question and I was like, and she asked me a few other questions and I was like, if I'm honest with her right now, there's a good chance that she's never going to talk to me again. Mm-hmm. And I was like, Are so you- I could do that. And I love this girl and I want to be with her or I could lie to her. And I'm like, do I want to, is that what really what I want to do? Yeah. And I was like, okay, I'm just going to be honest. Cause it's like, this is who I am. You take it. And you want something real because if you would have chosen in that moment to just lie to her, do you know how many marriages are like that? And a lie, <laughs> like, a lie always leads to another lie. Yeah. And that's not real. Another important quality for me is, is under like, okay, this is a little bit controversial. Mm-hmm. I'm, I've done very, very like, well for myself i've guided myself through life i i trust my own judgment and i need a girl that is going to 
like be there and kind of suggest things and kind of be like a consultant to me. Okay. Not like yeah. a co-partner, not like a, no, we're not doing it this way. Like yeah. you, you kind of have to like yeah. let me lead yeah. in a way. That and is that's, controversial. That's but more of the controversial stuff, but that's important to me. It is, but that's what's going to, okay. That's what's going to lead to success. Cause when I married my husband and I saw his potential. And so every major decision that we've taken over the last seven years, I followed his lead. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And that doesn't necessarily be girl having to follow like the guy. There just has to be a leader, uh, like a final, final CEO in the relationship, a final leader. And that could be a girl too. If a girl is marrying a guy and the girl is like smarter and both parties know that. And the guy's like, okay, you're much smarter than me. Um, the last decision should ultimately be left up to you. I think that it's just, you need to have that like final, final say, mm-hmm. um, okay, we're going to have to do it this way. Well, Otherwise also, it's too much, yeah. too much this. I also don't even want that responsibility on my shoulders. Most girls don't. Yeah, <laughs> I'm so, like, you're good. So you girl, girls literally don't like, and that's, that goes back to what we were saying. It's like some of these girls think that they do yeah. because they see other girls saying and pretending that they do. Mm-hmm. But in reality, they've never even spent an hour alone and thinking about it. And it's like, if you actually thought about it, it's like, okay, as a girl, do you really want to like, internalize that stress of like having a huge decision and having to weigh the two options for weeks at a time. Do you want to stress about that? Yeah. Probably not. (laughs) Or if it turns out bad. Yeah. But on the other side of that, do you feel like more girls would be, people are going to hate this word, submissive or submit to their spouses if more men were actual men? Yes, absolutely. It it, it all starts with men. It all starts with men because you you can't be like a weak man or like not have any of the the things that you need to have to be able to lead in a relationship and still try to do that yeah you know you can't be like it's just not gonna work no no girl is gonna follow you no girl is gonna trust your judgment if you haven't proven yourself to yourself and other people yeah and so it really starts with men and yeah if there's guys watching this and they have nothing to show for it and they're like you need to be submissive to me it's like for what why yeah, that's exactly. like why would controlling I do that? and very insecure yeah, yeah. but for me yeah, it's like so approach. it's a, it's it's a different way for me because it's like okay i've gone through i've gotten myself here i trust my judgment i've done well i'm gonna keep going mm-hmm. you want to join come right. join right and if you don't then don't well but. that's biblical I mean, men are supposed to be under God and the women, that's biblical yeah. because the man is supposed to obviously listen to God's will and calling yeah. and make that decision. I think it's in Ephesians, right? Yeah. So, so and they, people, a lot of people reference that verse, like wives submit to your husbands and husbands honor your wives. But there's also a verse that says that husbands should love their wives more than the temple of their own body. So it's like, it's also biblical for, for a man to love his wife more than himself. And it sounds and, so simple, but like, why is it so complicated? I don't <laughs> like, for, <laughs> read the Bible. Guys. Yeah, for us <laughs> it's not it, that hard. Yeah. And it, like I said, it get, comes back to you knowing yourself too, and knowing your spouse. Cause a lot of people, you're making that covenant forever. Mm-hmm. Like for me, I saw how much he loves me, like through every season that we've been through, like ups and downs. So it's like, it's easy for me to like follow. Mm-hmm. you know, and those big decisions. So it's, you have to find someone that you have to find a guy that's willing to do that. And you know, I'll, I'll give you girls credit. It's really, really hard, but I'm doing my best out here guys. Yeah. Um, this is yeah. why I'm, this is why I make these TikToks. Like I'm trying, yeah. you know, and it's hard, but that's, yeah, you're absolutely right. Yeah. I appreciate it. You, honestly, I mean, you did say it does start with the man, which I do agree with, but the only thing I'm saying is cause I feel like I related to this is there's always going to be two roles, one masculine, one feminine. Yeah. And there are girls that can be more masculine than the guys mm-hmm. that they're with. Yeah. 
And I saw myself always more independent. And that's just how I grew up more. Just this is who I am. And I realized when I dated guys, I was more, you know, like wearing the pants in the relationship. <laughs> but that's just how my personality was. And usually when you are in your masculine, you're going to attract very feminine guys. True. And when I was in these past relationships, true. if the guy's not going to stand up and just kind of be okay, like just taking the role, which even if they're not okay, they should verbalize it, but they never did. It mm-hmm. failed because it wasn't a good relationship. I know some girls are okay being in their masculine and the guy's okay being in their feminine, mm-hmm. but I think it's healthy for the girl to be in their feminine, the mm-hmm. guy to be the masculine. Mm-hmm. I know that's also controversial, but I don't yeah. care because <laughs> I saw it in my own life. And when I married James, I realized through therapy and like being aware, like, wow, it's so easy for me to be independent and not need someone. Mm -hmm. And it took a lot of like healing to realize like, I need to be more feminine. This is like what's God like called me to do. Mm -hmm. And like the roles are reversed with him. And I obviously I married the guy Mm -hmm. and I'm just happy because he being a leader made me realize like, wow, I don't have to stress about all these decisions. And like, he was the first guy that was like, Hey, made reservations. I'm like, Oh my God, this is the first time I didn't have to like take lead. Mm -hmm. So I still catch myself very easily, like wanting to do something. Mm -hmm. And James is like, what are you doing? I'm like, I don't know. (laughs) He's like, just relax. Like it's fine. controversial too to talk about, but it's really important. I always tell younger girls, like, I think it's so important that you aren't super, like you can be independent, but no, like, your guy is going to be the one that you're going to follow. Yeah. And to me, a husband who is controlling to me is not masculine. He's actually insecure. That's such a whole other topic. It is. And again, it's very controversial. I know. Especially in the Romanian community. Um, Another (laughs) question is, where do you see yourself in 10 years? So I'll be 34 and a half. Mm -hmm. Um, Probably like three or four kids. Uh, Probably... I'll have my like house up in the Pacific Northwest and probably a house in Arizona. Yeah. Myself in terms of family, in terms of finances, everything doing the same thing. Um, no, I don't, I don't know. See, I've always kind of hustled, so I don't know like what businesses or what opportunities will come my way. So I can't possibly predict it, but, um, I will, I want to have my, I want to build and develop my own school that I want to send my own kids to. Oh, that's cool. That's like a, a new, a new way of, of schooling children that is completely different than the way it is now. Cause I'm not sending my kids to schools. Um, yeah. so I'll be working on that a lot, but I think by the time I'm 34 already, I have so much money, so it won't really matter. I'll be heavily into real estate, mm-hmm. like developing crazy commercial buildings. Still working a lot. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. That, yeah. Not, I mean, Working as much as I work now, like I don't, I don't work that much. I work like 30 to 40 hours a week mm-hmm. and it's, it's some days are like 10 hours a day and some days are like, I'm not going to work today or I'm going to respond to emails and texts and that's it. So yeah, I mean, I'm not, I'm not crazy workaholic. Like if I was, you'd probably become a billionaire mm-hmm. so at some point, but I don't care. I don't care to reach a hundred million. I don't care to reach a billion. Mm-hmm. I just want to work because I enjoy it. It's fun. And I'm that's, smart. Yeah. That's very important. I think a lot of people. Um, actually I've heard of examples where people get like, so caught up in a number and they're like, by this age, I need to make this much. That is so like exhausting. I feel like, yeah. I mean, if you set a goal like that in your mind, I think you're going to work harder to achieve it. And I think your your the probability of you achieving that goal goes up if you put a lot of stress on yourself to accomplish it. Um, but I'm 24, I've done well enough. Mm-hmm. Um, I know like 
if you're just smart now, money compounds and I'll be fine forever. So yeah. I'm not putting a lot of pressure on myself. I just kind of want to, I want to just enjoy life and do whatever I want to do. But some people are like that. I mean, my, my cousin, I won't say his name. I don't think he mm-hmm. cares, but I just want to pr- keep his privacy. He also grew up poor. You guys probably even know him, but mm-hmm. he is in the Airbnb game and he would uh, do like Airbnb arbitrage where he rents apartments and leases it out. He'd make cash flow and then he'd buy a building and then he'd make cash flow and then buy a building and then renovate it. And he kept on doing it. He grew up poor. Mm-hmm. He has over $5 million worth of real estate and he's one year older than me. And he started a couple of years ago and, um, and he wants to be a billionaire before he's 30. And I think he's going to do it. It's awesome. and, and it's like this dude, <laughs> he's never done dropshipping or I, I think he's probably tried it, but like, mm-hmm. It's just crazy to see. It's like, there's, there's so many ways to, to yeah. become successful out there. But he, he, we were, I was with him last night at in and out and he was telling me, he's like, I want to be a billionaire before I'm 30. And he told me how he's going to do it. And I'm like, power to you. Right. As long yeah. as you have the plan and go for it. Yeah. That'd be incredible. Yeah. That's cool. Is he married or no? He's married. Okay. Yeah. That's cool. That's for sure. Yeah. But I see f- the example I was talking about. I see like when you only see that number, you don't see anything else like on the side and this person has a family and their priorities are completely upside down. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, that's not good either because you can have as much money, but then you're going to be, eventually you're going to be paying a lot to fix what you messed up now. So that kind of goes into our next question too. What work-life balance? Yes. Yeah. I know we kind of talked about earlier. Um, Do you think work-life balance exists and what does that look like to you? Yeah, it definitely exists. Um, For me, like I said, I just, I want to be working more time than I'm like, it, like being in a pleasurable mm-hmm. thing. Um, so I, I, I don't really know, like I'm not married. My girlfriend lives out of state currently. So I talk to her on the phone at the end of the night. So for me, it's like my life right now. I, I, I don't think I can effectively answer your question because I work a lot and then I go to the gym and I go fight and then I hang out with friends yeah. and I go out to dinner or something. So most of my life, I'm living life like, kind of like I'm single. It'll be different once you're married. Yeah, yeah so like, see, I, I don't really know what it's like to like have a wife and have a house with her and come home to her, so. Yeah, but that's fair. I'm sure I'll figure it out. You can ask me that question in a couple of years. I know. I'll figure it out, I'll let you know. We'll see what I come up with. 